0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Now, we had a call this morning from a Brazilian chap working in Dublin, and God knows there are a lot of them, and he's working so hard. Uh, he works in a restaurant. He said he won't be able to come to the phone before 2 o'clock, but his name was Fernando. Now, he's not Fernando Nuno Lafuente. Does anyone remember Fernando Nuno Lafuente? He was the uh, amateur football player in the Leinster Senior League playing for Ballybrack, Ballybrack FC, who missed the game and they said the reason we missed the game is that poor Fernando had died and Fernando hadn't died well he died and gone to heaven because he was in Spain but it's, it's not that Fernando I wonder where he is by the way where is that Fernando is he still in Spain um, but he wanted the Brazilian caller was deeply upset this is what Roy Keane does this is why he's so brilliant he's deeply upset by these comments by Roy Keane after the Brazilian game last night like this, I, I know, I know, and he's made the point about culture and it's do it, but I think that's really disrespecting the opposition. What, because it's 4 0? Because they're doing it every four time. It's 4 and they're doing it every time. I don't mind the, the first kind of jig, whatever they're doing, it's the one after that, and then the manager getting involved with it. I, I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not happy with it. I'm, I, I don't think it's good at all. I play that again. Play that again. He's so brilliant. I, yeah, I don't like this. I, I don't I know, like it. I know, and he's made the point about culture and it's do it. But I think that's really disrespecting the opposition. What? Because it's four 0 Because they're doing it's it every four, time. Four and they're doing it every time. I don't mind the, the first kind of jig, whatever they're doing. It's the one after that, and then the manager getting involved with it. I, I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not happy with it. I'm, I, I don't think it's good at all. <laughs> now, what Fernando pointed out, he said, obviously Roy Keane has not. Um, has not been in Dublin recently because every Sunday night down outside the Grand Canal Theatre there beside Harry's Cafe and Restaurant uh, in the open square, Brazilians arrive in their droves and they dance. They dance and salsa dancing and whatever else you have in yourself. And it's an absolute joy to watch. And that is, and Fernando was saying, uh, dancing is not an insult to the other team. It's our language. It's in our DNA. That's what we... Uh, that's what we do to celebrate. And um, anyway, if there's any other Brazilians that want to chime in on that, Joe with RT.ie, 51551 is the text uh, number. By the way, I mentioned the other day the Christmas tractor runs. They are a phenomenon, by the way, as far as we know. And we did them last year and the previous year. They, the the, the tr Christmas tractor runs are unique to Ireland. In other words, as we heard last year, they are when the country comes into the town, the local market town or shopping town, and they deck up their tractors and their trailers in the most incredibly fantastic colours, thousands upon thousands of lights with a generator on the back. And it's their way of coming into the town to say thanks. And it's a connection. The townsfolk and the country folk all meet around Christmas and have a bit of laugh. And what the farmers do is... Uh, decorate their tractors the tra tractor runs uh, this week okay uh, Eslin GAA in County Leitrim they're having their tra Christmas tractor run next Sunday at 4.30 uh, the route is on their Facebook page Eslin GAA in County Leitrim in Douglas and Cork they have a Christmas tractor vintage car and truck run in aid of the Cork City Missing Persons Search and Rescue that's again on Sunday next the 11th uh, tractors are gathering at 2 o'clock and we're rolled out at 4pm from the Rochestown Park Hotel there in Douglas. Uh, in Mount Mellican County Leash, the Mokra Tractor Christmas Run is on the 17th of December. That's Saturday uh, fortnight. St. Coleman's and Clare Morris 
they're hosting their second tractor run. That's next Sunday again, the 11th at 1.30. Abbey Shrewd in Longford Christmas Lights tractor run is this Sunday, the 11th of December again, departing at 5pm, so it'll be dark. Please be careful, but it will be dark and the lights have a greater effect. And the Watergrass Hill and Glanmire charity uh, truck run, which is in Cork, and vintage cars as well, that's on Thursday the 29th of December. That's Christmas Day, St. Stephen's Day, the day after St. Stephen's Day, and we're coming up near to the eve of, of New Year's Eve. That's Thursday the 29th, Watergrass Hill, and that's an aid of Pieta House, and they roll out on the 29th at 1.30 in the afternoon. If you want to send us details of your tractor run, I'm dying to hear one from the UK or whatever, or even Northern Ireland, but if you're dying to send us details of your tractor run to joe at rte.ie. Now, let's see, can we help some people given the festive season uh, with some things that are very, very hard to get. I don't know how we're going to get this one. It's very simple. Lisa, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Okay, your request is? So, Joe, I have um, two children with autism and my eldest child, she's almost 11. She has autism and an intellectual disability and she has an unusual request for Christmas this year. Actually, she requested last year as well. She has a love of Peppa Pig. Okay. Uh, George Pig is Peppa's younger brother. Oh, don't we know? (laughs) Don't we know? <laughs> and um, you know, over the years, she has a lot of Peppa Pig toys and books and all the rest. Okay. And last year, she happened to come across um, George Pig ice lollies online. Okay, so she latched onto them. So she latched yeah. on, and she showed her dad and I the picture, and had made this request last year that we would get them. And we tried, but unfortunately, we couldn't find them. So it was a bit of disappointment you know, as you can imagine. So we thought that that would have been forgotten and then all the chat about the season again a couple of weeks ago and lo and behold, she remembered Ah. the George Pig Ice Lolly. And she doesn't want the Peppa Pig Ice Lolly? No. The the Peppa Pig ones we can get. Yeah, of course. The Peppa Pig ones we can get, yeah. Or any of the other relations. We want the George (laughs) Ice Lolly. Just outside Belfast. Belfast. I think there's one in Strabane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, we've tried to contact them. And as I say, unfortunately, mm. I can't get through the um, the switchboard system, you know, the select the number. I can't actually get to talk to a person. Yeah, yeah. And they say online to um, uh, check doors physically, I suppose, for availability of products. So um, you know, I, I suppose we're in Galway well, there's ourselves. Quite a, there's, there's quite a few in in yeah. in Belfast. Uh, sorry, in Northern Ireland, Antrim, Ballyclare, Bangor, Belfast. There's two of them. Belfast City. There's one. Coleraine. There's one. Cookstown, Downpatrick, Dundonald, Enniskillen, Kilkeel. That's Newry, really. Larne, yeah. Newtonards, Oma, Portadown, and Strabane. Is there anyone driving by one of those Asdas at the moment? And would you have a minute to slip in and ask them? Do they have? Not the Peppa Pig, the Peppa Pig's little brother, George, the uh, box of ice lollies. And then we'd organise to hell, till hell freezes over uh, to get them frozen and uh, delivered down to you. You Whereabouts are you, Lisa? We're in East Galway. Oh, you're in East Galway, OK. Yeah. So yeah. was there anyone yep. driving by? Antrim, Ballyclare, Bangor, Belfast, Belfast City, Coleraine, Cookstown, Downpatrick, Dundonald, Ellisgillen, Newry, Larne, Newtonards, Oma, Portadown. Would you sl- uh, slip in and ask them, have they got George? And they would they, they would look at you quite strangely, but tell them <laughs> this is a really, this is to help Santa. Santa's up to his eyes and especially yeah. with the snow coming. So we need a bit of help to get George uh, ice lollies. And then we... That would be amazing. And if we locate them, they'd put them in the storeroom with your name on it, and then we'd organise some, somehow to get them from wherever we can find them to um, East Galway. That would just be... That would mean a lot, Joe. That would okay. really be amazing. Okay, yeah. okay. Thank you. And you've enough to be dealing with. So if we can help, we will definitely help. Thanks indeed, uh, Lisa, looking for, uh, not Peppa Pig Ice Lollies, George, Peppa's younger brother by a previous marriage. George, uh, his younger brother, Ice Lollies, uh, on, please. Um, so hopefully people will come out. We, we were stony battered yesterday, be the price of a glass of wine. That's, uh, caller told us, no, uh, a caller told us they pay ten fifty for a glass of wine in Stony Batter and thereby they've created a new phrase in the jingle when you go in and you think you're paying over the odds for a drink, you come back and tell your mates, Oh god, I was stony battered up there at the bar. Ten fifty for a glass of white wine. Uh Tony Grifferty. Grifferty. What a lovely name. Tony. Hi Joe. What have you spotted? What have you found for us? Well, Joe, there's a bar in Drogheda called the Railway Bar. It's called oh. Barlow's. And uh, it's 13 euros for a large bottle of wine, white wine. Over oh, uh, to, to drink there? Yes, that's what it is. So we go from 10.50 for a glass to 13 euro in a similar type hostelry by yes. all accounts. And is there any reason why he can sell it so reasonably? I don't know, Joe. Uh, I don't be in the bar very often, but we go to watch an odd rugby match or that in it. Yeah. And um, anytime we go, we'd get the, the large bottle of white wine, and it's 13, 13 euro. Okay, has anyone ever paid less than 13 euro for a bottle of white wine to consume on the premises than the one available in the railway bar in Drogheda Town? Drogheda Town in County Loud. Um, have, you, have you remarked on the price of wine before, Tony? No, never. No, no. Um, what have you been in Dublin recently? <laughs> I have. I've been in 
uh, I was in Joel's. Oh, yeah. Um, on the, on the, the nice road. road. Yeah, great yeah. spot. And um, I was actually very surprised. Uh, we were there last Sunday night. And uh, it was 25 euros a bottle of wine, which I thought was very reasonable for Dublin. That is reasonable for Dublin. Yeah, yeah. That is reasonable. Because we walked out yesterday, if it was 10.50 glass of white wine, if you were to buy the bottle, it'd be 63 euro. Exactly. Just yeah. for, I know, it was Sauvignon Blanc, a commoner garden Sauvignon Blanc. It wasn't Equem uh, or any of the Montchalet or whatever the names are. It was a commoner garden. Okay, winning winning the competition so far for a bottle of wine. And, and a, do they serve food as well? I presume they do, do they? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I think it's just about. Well, well yeah. we don't know if the pub that we're talking about in Sony Batter serve food either, but it was 10.50 a glass, and you were saying you get you add 150 to it. Add 150. Yeah. So add 250 to it. Um, and you'll get um, a full bottle. A full bottle, yeah. yeah. So where would you get it? Where yeah. did you get it? In the railway tavern oh. and draw it. Okay, Tony, thanks indeed. Well spotted. See, can we beat that? Joe at RT.ie, Can I hear that Roy Keane thing again, please? He's very. Yeah, I don't like this. I, I, don't I know, like it. I know and he's made a point about culture and his do it, but I think that's really disrespecting the opposition. Well, because it's 4 0, because they're doing it's it every four, time. 4 and they're doing it every time. <laughs> I don't mind the, the first kind of. Jig. Jig, whatever they're doing. There's the one after that. And then the manager getting involved with it. I, I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not happy with it. I'm, I, I don't think it's good at all. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Listening to Derek and Santa there, they'll be on, on uh, the station as always for uh, the afternoon on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, we've been graduating Christmas Eve in the morning time, but the previous day, uh, the eve of Christmas Eve, so to speak, Friday the 23rd, we're doing a little live line. If you want to. Uh, be heard on Liveline with a review, with your little essay about the year you've had. Uh, you must be young and you must get the permission of your parents if you want to talk about a book you've read, a movie you've seen, a TV programme, a teacher you love, a subject you love, an essay you wrote or something that struck you during the year, please uh, email joe at rte.ie. John Arnold. John, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, man. You've, you've contacted us because you say we should be celebrating today. Uh, John, I'm going to give you the soapbox now for four minutes. Tell us why we should be celebrating today. Yeah, today is the, the 6th of December, the 6th of December 2022, and it's actually just exactly 100 years ago today since the Irish Free State came into being on the 6th of December 1922. So on the 5th of December 1922, we were ruled... Britain. And mm-hmm. on the 6th of December 22, we, the Irish Free State came into being, so we took our own government into our own hands. And the reason I just feel mm-hmm. that today has been largely ignored is because there's so many other democratic country around the world hasn't got a, a national freedom there, a national independence there, a national celebration there, and we haven't no, there are various reasons for it. And why should we celebrate? I know people will say we've only 26 counties out of 32, but God, God, Joe, in the last 100 years, who would have caught this time 100 years ago when the free state was declared? And we were in the middle of a bloody, awful, bloody, terrible civil war. Yeah, yeah. Tragedies on both sides. Who would have caught it 100 years on? We'd have made such progress. And like we have enough, like this celebrating, we've been after it. Commemorating or celebrating, whatever you call it, like we have come an awful, awful long ways in 100 years. Some people would say that during the 
20s, 30s, and 40s, progress was slow as regards economic progress and social progress. And yet, now today, and yet now today, we're one of the, and I mean, I, I don't always measure progress by economic wealth or anything, but we're one of the very best, wealthiest countries, I suppose, in the world, one of the best educated countries mm-hmm. in a recent survey there. They were saying, was it, is it 95 or 96? 95 or 96% of people in Ireland felt they were happy, very happy to live in Ireland. Yeah, of course, we have problems and we've had mm-hmm. hidden problems and we have legacy problems. But overall, I, I just, just I, I, I'm not really sad, but I'm just, just, just a pity. I, I think there is um, a conference on in one of the colleges in Dublin today, and I think the, was it the National Mint issued some kind of a goal, kind of remember it, but like, you know, there was no stamp, there's no major concerts, there's nothing to commemorate. Like, look, it doesn't upset me, and that's very sad, but I just think mm-hmm. that the 6th of December should be called National Freedom Day, or call it Free State. Yeah, I, I know that now during the Civil War, the, the, the term, oh, you're a free state, or same as people said after, you're a yeah, blue shirt, yeah. became a term of sort of half insult to some people, and maybe they don't like use it, but still now, like, it is, we have come, I mean, if you went back and you know the history, you, you know the history of the 1916-21 period and if you saw the level so just taking on the metric of economics alone and, and, and the poverty and everything that was in Ireland at that time and I'm not saying we have poverty now we have of course and we have housing problems and mm-hmm. we have lots of problems but, but for a small country and we were a small country and I remember, like, we were 700 years, 700 years, not 50 years. We weren't invaded 100 years ago. We weren't invaded 20 years ago. We were 700 years under, under the foreign power. So we had 700 years of absence of how to govern ourselves. For 700 years, we weren't allowed to govern ourselves. We knew nothing about democracy. We knew nothing about the ways of running a state. And now, 100 years later, after throwing off them shackles of 700 years, I just think there's a cause to celebrate. And I think it should be some kind of a, a national, I don't know whether maybe it wouldn't go so far as a national holiday. But I still think the 6th of December 2022 or the 6th of December any year should be regarded as call it free state day or freedom day for this country. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not like, look, I'm not over disappointed. I'm not trying anything this evening. Now I'm finishing early in about an hour's time and I'm going to visit a few sites that were involved with the uh, War of Independence okay. here in Clan Moulton, Larry's Cross. I might go to Kill Crumper where a lot of the people, cemetery are buried. And then we might go for a little meal in the evening just in our own private way as our mm-hmm. family, the Arnold family here in Bertram in Cartamac. And you're right, there's no, there's a conference on in UCD and um, I don't know, it's an academic conference. The Central Bank has issued a gold commemorative coin. Now, I don't know how much that costs. We don't all, there's not one for everyone in the audience, you know that. Um, No, and and, and I might have, I might have thought there might have been a commemorative stamp or something. And I mean, you know... Some people would say, but, but like the, the, the divisiveness of the Civil War is still lingers. But you're sure, I mean, God, this year, that was probably finally put to bed in a big way in August in Bellinblad when you were a Fianna Fáil t-shirt and a Fianna Gael tarnished to talking together. Who would have thought that would have been possible 20 or 30 or 50 years ago? And hopefully maybe next year now when they'll be commemorating the death of Liam Lynch in Fomai 100 years after his death, there'll be a Fianna Gael t-shirt there. So, like, we, you know, that sense of coming together. And look, we know we have a divided so why, So why, John, why do you think... We're embarrassed about marking a hundred the centenary of the foundation of this state. Yeah, obviously one major, I don't know, would cause Joe Collier cause of embarrassment. But one of the reasons, obviously, the people that set out in 1916, we were hoping to get freedom for 32 counties as well, and that that wasn't achieved. And I suppose you could say since this day, 100 years ago. We have had no extra land mass added, <clears throat> so we still are a divided state. But having said that, the state, like what we should be celebrating is the state that came into place 100 years ago. That state has flourished. That state bears no resemblance now to what it was 
back then when we had come out from under British rule. And I, I, I don't know, like, I, because we, we normally are a good country to celebrate things. Mm-hmm. But me, 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 I suppose, look, I suppose that divisive legacy of the civil war still lingers and people maybe are afraid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can commemorate something. You don't have to celebrate and you don't have to say it was their fault. We, we never did anything wrong to hear for us. You don't have to still have that spirit hanging on today because there's no point in rehashing the, the, the battles, the the the, the, the voice of uh, things that happened back in 1922 and 1923. There's no benefits. You can commemorate them, definitely, in that commemoration taking well, place. Would we, you see, well, John, could we even agree on the commemoration? I don't know, sure, I don't know, because it hasn't been, hasn't been moved. But in, fa- you see, in fairness, John, in, in the run-up to 2016... Let me give you an example. Um, this week, I think it's December 6th, is the centenary of the killing. One side calls it murder, the other side calls it killing. You know the whole argument over that. Of Lee Mellows in... He's buried in a beautiful little village called Castletown in between Arklow and Gorey. It's in Wexford, okay, beside the Golden Anchor pub there. It's a beautiful little... Uh, yeah. graveyard and, and he's he's got a, a, a beautiful grave there so to speak if that's not an oxymoron but there's two commemorations next Sunday one is Sinn Féin in the morning which you're entitled to do and the other is Fianna Fáil in the afternoon so we can't even agree on one commemoration for Liam Mellows a man that's been dead a hundred years yeah, and, and so the same thing happens in, in, in Bordenstown, for the men that's dead since 1798, Wolf Tone, you have several commemorations there on his anniversary. And the same thing happened for years in the site alongside me here in Clanmult, uh, where it was the worst defeat of the IRA during the War of Independence, and you had up to three different commemorations. But but but, but that wouldn't worry me, because maybe people have got different details and they want to have an individual commemoration of their mm-hmm. own. But just as a national, there should be... Even if it's only a national day of kind of a day of reconciliation or maybe a day of remembering. And I mean, it was next Thursday since the four of those leaders were executed two yeah. days after the state coming one from each of the four provinces. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and, and obviously, like, we, we can debate till the cows come home, the rights of the wrongs, and nobody could take us right because they were executed. We know all that. But having said all that and having viewed the prospect, I think we have more to be celebrating about than to be okay. embarrassed about. You know, I mean, things happen during the civil war that shouldn't have happened. We know that. That happens in all civil wars because they are just woeful, dirty, bloody, rotten affairs. But on the balance, if you were to put the whole of our history in the last hundred years on a weighing scales, I would say without a shadow of a doubt, the positives and the progress and, 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 and how much we have moved forward would far, far outtip the negatives. And I mean, there's no point in hiding mm. negatives. Of course, they have negatives and they've been black things in our history and different scandals involving different sectors of society. We know all that. And we still have problems. We still have huge housing. We still have unemployment. Mm. We still have enough of the people homeless. We have a drug problem. We have a lot of problems. But on the balance, on the balance, if you look, if you take Irish people anywhere today around the world, and if you were anywhere and you said you're from Ireland, it doesn't bring a scowl of home Jesus from fucking Ireland. It brings a smile that we are mm-hmm. recognised as a prosperous. And I mean, I, I hate going back to the economy because money isn't everything. But we have this. We, we, we are we are recognised as a, as a happy, prosperous, progressive, small country. 
And I mean, you know, you know, they used to say, Lango and Kerry, arise, not negotiable, and take your place among the nations of the world. Okay. But I mean, I, we, we as a small country can take our place among the nations of the world. But you're very, so, why, John, take your time. Why, why are you so animated about this? You know, <laughs> no, no, let me, let, let me put a few points to you. One, our history is contested. To this very day, it's contested. Like Anne Harris writing in, where is it? The Irish Times today is writing about the Late Late Show on, on Friday night. And um, she's, you know, the Mary Lou interview. Um, and she, she makes the point that when Mary Lou uh, made the point, let's have a government without Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, the, the place broke into a tremendous roar. The audience, yeah. the audience they didn't give it a standing ovation. But, like, they forgot to mention that Sinn Féin didn't recognise the state until 1986. They didn't stand for elections until 1986. But anyway, no, what what I'm trying to... The point I'm trying to make to you is, John, that when when Mary Lou made that cry, you know, it'll be an election slogan, I'm sure, let's have a government without Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael, the place bursts into spontaneous applause. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and I suppose... That so are, they, are Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael that hated? No, no, but I, I know I wouldn't think so, because in fairness, like you said about not recognising state ladies, six Sinn Féin, I mean, whether we like it okay. or not, and maybe Sinn Féin people don't like it, all the steps, the incremental steps that were taken from this day 100 years ago, right up along, the vast majority of them were taken. By who? By Cumnagail and Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil in government separately and in government together and in Labour, coalition government Labour. With, with Labour and, 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 and a few other, yeah, Greens and other parties. <laughs> but, but like, in fairness to Sinn Féin, and I'll give them credit for it, I mean, they have a Fantastic, and I mean, one of the most big influencers in this day and age, George. The little York and hauling the side of my hand here, as I'm talking to you on the side of the hand here. Like the phone and social media is a huge influencer. Yeah, yeah. And in fairness, in fairness, I don't think any political party, and I'm not involved in the guts and the bowls of any political party, would say that Sinn Fein have a powerful media machine, and they're very good at doing that, and fair play to them yeah, for doing true, that. Yeah. But I mean, the point is, what Anne Harris's point is, history is contested. And for all of will be contested. People will say the Normans didn't invade us, we invited the Normans in. You know, at that time you can go back to that St. Patrick came. Some people would say the only way to solve the problem in the north of Ireland is get rid of everybody that their name doesn't begin with O or Mac. I mean, I began, and well, you might begin. I mean, that's a simplistic attitude. And I mean, like, we, are, we have, we have the voice. That, like you said, why am I so animated? I should look, I'm not over animated. I won't okay. lose any sleep <laughs> over it. But, 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 but I, I, I just think today is a day. Remember okay. that after Michael, after Michael Collins was dead, someone shouted, was it his sister said, hang out your brightest colours. Don't be in mourning. Hang out your brightest colours. Today should be one of those days when we as a nation should be hanging out our brightest colours and we should be celebrating. We, we're not forgetting. I'm not, not throwing into the back the things that we did wrong everybody mm-hmm. makes mistakes and we still have mistakes but on balance like we have come an awful long ways we are a great little nation in the community in the best little country but, in the is, world. It, but is it but but is it in our psyche john that we're afraid to say all this that we know yeah, 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 yeah. that we yeah, know yeah. if we say it that we're the i'm going on and we've had mark henry on before hopefully beyond yeah. then soon we had him on this time last year our incomes are among the highest in the world this is all mm-hmm. on average uh, income inequality here is below the European average and continues to de- to decline. Inequality, the most highly educated people in Europe. We live longer. The, our average lifespan is 82 years. What age are you, John? I'm 65. Ah, you'll be here for yeah. decades. Yeah, but we, we do tend to be self Our health, you're right. But I'm saying, I'm trying to find out why. Our health and happiness exceeds that of every other European nation. We're the least corrupt country. Uh, Satisfaction with how our democracy operates is high. 
No previous generation has ever lived as good a life of design as we do today. We can be immensely proud, this is what you're saying, of what we achieve with our independence. So why aren't we celebrating this? I, I, I don't know, but you're, come here, come here. Show me if Fennel Cockman was on there. give you out about the Brazilians then singing jig. And he was yeah. saying, they shouldn't be doing it. Jig is almighty. So we, we, should, we, we should be able to celebrate. We won a county final last Sunday in Cock and we celebrated. And if the other crowd had won that celebrating, we danced and we jumped and we kissed and we hugged and we fell in the ground. And I mean, like, m- maybe we are a bit self-deprecating that we don't want to be blowing our own trumpets. Because obviously mm. when you blow your own trumpet, if you're setting yourself up, you're setting yourself for a fall, somebody will come along and say, did you hear your men saying such a thing? Because we're great people. We, we would be, uh, like, we would have a good history, Joe, in fairness, of begrudgery of the history, you know, the Valley of the Spring King. <laughs> where, where, who, who does he think he is? I know okay. Joe Duffy's grandfather went in the second seat in his pants, and Sir John Arnold's grandfather got help as he was on the uh, two-hapenny farm. You know, there is, there is um, may, maybe that's because we're so small as a country, and everybody knows everybody else, so everybody can find out some Thing about everybody, but on balance, like this is a great day for the country. The sun is shining here in Cockpit, frost this morning, but the sun is shining now, and I think it's a great day. And I, just, and I feel, I feel, I, I don't feel exhilarated, but I just feel happy that we should okay. be marking this in, in a fair, in some kind of a fair way on this particular day, one hundred years after it happened um, a century ago. And where are you standing now, John? I'm standing in the middle of the Haggard here in Gary and Taggart well, Peace Garden. Well, then look, where are you? In Gary and Taggart, that's the name of the townland. It's called the Priest Garden in Bartlemy, a small rural village outside from Well, would you describe? Can you describe what you're seeing, Dan, in this beautiful country? I can describe what I'm seeing, Joe. We lit the fire this morning because it's frosty last night. So there's smoke coming out of the two-story house that my great-grandfather built in 1875 and the smoke is wasking up into a blue sky and there's fir trees around it. In the distance I can see Crunovan where there was a convent in the 1400s and across from me is Bell and Willing where there's a man who keeps greyhounds and there's an old garage. The village of Bartholomew, which is called Tubber Fartalon, which is the well of St. Bartholomew, is about half a mile the distance. Behind me is Hightown. The other side of me is Belladere. It's a crisp December day. Just behind me here, as I'm standing in the air, is a rookery, and the crows are cawing away. We have the cows are in for the winter. We were just cleaning out the shed there this morning. We still have calves. It's a scenic, I suppose, tranquil place. Cold, it's cold, it's cold, mm-hmm. but it's a lovely place. My people, we're only blow-ins here, Joe. We're only blow-ins into this particular farm. We're only here since 1872, so wow. we wouldn't be regarded as of, of the parish yet. We're kind of blow-ins, but we're here a good bit. And, like, the animal's name is probably in English, Arnaud name as you could find but we've kind of integrated fairly well now after a couple of hundred years into the parish so that's that's the reason I just made the call today because I just I'm, I'm, I just feel that you know we we wear like I said initially we wear much more to celebrate and to be happy about than to be downtrodden about and to be upset about and to be sour about so that's why I think the 6th of December hopefully the 6th of December next year we might get a piece of legislation passed by some government I, I don't call it a national holiday but there should be certainly there should be something happening in the schools today They'd be something happening that the state we live in now as imperfect as it is and I'm not saying it's perfect the state we live in now you and I and all the rest of the five million of us was came into being 100 years ago on this day and that's something to celebrate and I'm not covering up to the problems we have and we have problems and to take us years to solve them but I mean when you look at the, the Irish diaspora all over the world they're well respected they're well taught of they're happy people Ireland is looked on very, and I'm not talking about a kind of a shamrock leprechaun or anything, even though I believe in leprechauns and I believe in fairies personally myself, but I'm not looking at it in, in through those rose tinted glasses. But we have it just, we wear more to be positive about than to be negative about that for the century we've been through.
Yeah. Well done, John. How yeah, you, okay. How's your energy? How's your blood pressure? <laughs> <laughs> My energy is fine because I had a bit of a chest infection there oh, last week. I came back from Lourdes the week before. I didn't get a cure yeah. in Lourdes, but I got, I got the chest infection and I came back. So what I was doing this morning there was cleaning out a shed with a four-plunk pike. So that would that would give any fellow a bit wow. of energy. So I said, now, once four o'clock will come, the sun will be setting. I'm going to take the rest of the day off and celebrate the 100th anniversary of the, the, the founding of this state. And we'll go for a bite to eat this evening in a quiet way. We won't be shouting okay. and roaring and, and just mark the special day that's in it. You know, I heard a great, I, I heard a great story about the national anthem, John. And this is a good measure as well, our national anthem. Do you know this chap, uh, Wayat, Oswin Way? He's playing for, well, he's gone now. He's playing, for, he plays for the United States of America. Yes. But his father yeah. is the president. His father was also a great soccer player, by the way. Yeah. His father was, uh, no, it's George, is it George Jr.? Who was the, who was the football? Timothy. Timothy is the, is the son. He played yeah. Timothy Way. He plays for the United States of America. But his father was also a great ball player. He was from Liberia. And I think he won the, the whatever you win, the, the golden boot uh, one year. And George, his father, um, is now president of Liberia. Okay, yeah. and but the, but the young fellow Timothy was educated in the states, educated in the states, and he's been living there. So he had the opportunity, and he decided, like a lot of Irish players, uh, young Bellingham, he could have played for Ireland. I discovered this morning, but anyway, at 19 years of age, he is now, and he's a superstar. And even Roy Keane admitted he he was a superstar, which is some some admission. But anyway, <laughs> he, uh, George said to Timothy, his son, when he rang him, he said, "Dad, I've been offered." Uh, place uh, on the American soccer team and you, as you know I've been offered a place on the Liberian soccer team yeah. how will I decide and you know yeah. what his father said to him he said sit down on your own in a room put on a pair of headphones play the Liberian national anthem and then play the stars and stripes and whichever anthem makes the hair stand on the back of your neck is no. the anthem that you would is the country you will play for, and when yeah. we, when you were speaking there, John, in your tour de force, your proclamation for a new Ireland uh, with Iran Naveen in the background, the hairs were standing on the back of my neck. I'm so proud of what you've just said, and I'm so proud of this country, and I hope our listeners our listeners yeah. are as well. Will you stay yeah. with us, John? Can you can you go indoors and get a cup of tea or something or something? To... <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, no, no. No, 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 I've I've adrenaline at the moment. Okay, okay. Well, 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 let's stay there. Stay there. <laughs> Father okay. Iggy O'Donovan has phoned in. Iggy. Uh, hello, hello, Joe. Now, don't rain on John's parade. That's all I'm saying. Uh, no, there'll nobody rain on anybody's parade. Yeah, okay. Especially on this day, because it is a proud day. And the uh, fact that I think we were only one of two countries that celebrate, can celebrate a centenary this year of having kept the democracy on the road with yeah. all its faults with all its faults but we kept it on the road yeah. through thick and thin both sides of the civil war divide yeah. came together and got, kept the show on the road I hand them that much democratically but you, Joe what prompted my um, call was I heard you ask the question so why are we not celebrating yes and one of the reasons is that it, well, it's trendy. That's John's question. It's not mine. Sure, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but and my answer would be, insofar as I can, okay. is that when the Civil War had broken out in the summer of 1922, mm-hmm. and it was uh, by the time we became um, the 6th of December came, it had re- reached. It was extremely bitter. 
Unfortunately, Michael Collins was dead and Arthur Griffith was dead. Yeah, yeah. And the 6th of December is our great centenary. But also we have to remember two days later, the 8th of December, just two days later, uh, four leading Republicans who were prisoners of war in Mm. Mount Joy were brought out and shot without trial. Yeah, in in the, in the something conf- in that the, something something yeah. that left a term, terrible mark. One of them actually uh, was um, had been the be- Rory O'Connor had been the best man weeks earlier at the wedding of the Minister for Justice Kevin O'Higgins, who had to sign the death warrant. That, that brings. Yeah. I, I did this with the lads in history class yesterday as an example of what civil war had done. And I think it's because of that civil war thing, particularly what happened on the 8th of December, mm. the execution of the Republican prisoners without trial, which the British had never done, incidentally. They always gave us a trial before they shot us. But the... Uh, so there was, one, uh, there was, a, there was a many men shot in those circumstances. 80, there were indeed. 81, but the, wasn't But the, the difference was, Joe, yeah. that this one wasn't some gunman in a valley up behind the ditch. This was an official decision of the state... Yeah. to kill prisoners of war. Now, that is something that... And I think what's happening at the moment, mm-hmm. thankfully, both sides have, are playing it down now, and I was delighted to see Leo Varadkar and Michal Martin at Bail McLaw. That was a great day. And I, I think... The, I, what I do notice, I had thought the Civil War celebration, the centenary, would be very bitter, very mm-hmm. divisive, all types of things said and hurtful things done. But in fact, I notice it's fairly low-key. And I think that's the answer to your question. But because of the civil war divide and because of the horrors which is... and which stayed with us for 50 years plus, I think there's been probably a deliberate policy. And mind you, even on the behalf of, if you like, what we used to call Mm. in the old days the free state side and the Republican side, which happened to be Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil nowadays. I, I, I take your point... So strongly made Lee Mellis, Rory O'Connor, John McKelvey. I think that's the reason John has been played down. Okay, and and in fairness, John mentioned them earlier on, and I don't even mention by name, but he did say one from each province. They were prisoners, they were executed by firing squad on the 8th of December, uh, 1922. But the argument at that time, and uh, historically, Iggy, well, you know this better than any of us, because you're a history teacher. The argument at the time by the state was that, I think Sean Hales had been, he was a TD, he'd been assassinated. Um, there have been anyway. There have been other other people assassinated. The argument of the state was we were a fledgling state, and unless we took draconian action, uh, the state would disintegrate. Do you, do you hold with that argument? Amy? I do, but I I think to, to, to go back to our old friend Lord Denning, if you remember mm. the famous phrase Vista, he used yeah. about the Birmingham Six, you know, an appalling vista. The, the idea that an innocent person would be executed. Yeah. But, uh, well, but you know, I do take, we, we, I do take we, that point, Joe. But I'd finish, Joe, on one last little okay. point, and it would be this. And I agree with exactly what John said, much of it, no problem at all there. But, and I do believe that had Michael Collins been alive, the executions wouldn't have happened. Okay. Anyway, in any event, in any event, every corner of the country at the moment are remembering fallen Republicans, the lads mm-hmm. who fell on the losing side. I'm, I've given a few talks myself on it here and there at okay. home in my native Aharlow and so forth. But apart from Michael Collins, most people are hard put to name a single person who fell on the free state side. 
Mm-hmm. Is that not interesting? Because they lost twice as many men as the Republicans, twice okay. as many. Okay. Yet every Republican is revered in every corner of the country, be it Liam Lynch, be it Erskine Childers, be it whoever it was. And But apart from Collins, who we rightly honour, and mm-hmm. I went to visit his grave on his centenary day back in August. Okay. I made a point of going to Glasnevin that day to stand at Michael Collins' grave. Okay, well done, yeah. And, but after him, all... More than 800 of his colleagues fell on the free state side. Mm-hmm. Some 400 Republicans fell. The difference is, for some reason, the Republicans who were on the losing side are revered. And very few can name a free state officer who fell. Michael McDool is one of the few who has spoken about this. I heard him speak about it recently. Mm-hmm. But it's just a little point I will raise, Joe. But my main point was that the reason we're not celebrating that much well, you even, is that it also coincides with the centenary of the Civil War, and okay. we're trying to well, forget that's a, that's a very, that's a very strong, a very, uh, a very strong uh, point. But um, I, I let Damien in for a sec. But actually, no, I'll take a break. Iggy stayed there. John Arnold stayed there, and Damien Casty of Kill the Wonderful Kilmainham Museum is waiting to talk to us after the break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. We were contacted by John Arnold from Bartlemy in Cork and he uh, he also sent us an email saying, why are we not celebrating the centenary of the foundation, the coming into existence of this uh, state a uh, hundred years ago today, father, and he, you heard of his arguments, and I think he had a whole country on its feet at one stage as the national anthem played, played under his eulogy to the beauty of where he was living. Um, father Iggy is a history teacher, and he was making the very uh, pertinent point that this is also the anniversary coming up on December the eighth, um, as I mentioned uh, down in uh, Castletown. That's uh, t- I think it's next Sunday the actual ceremony is on. But there's two ceremonies for for marking the grave of uh, Liam Mellows, who was one of the four that was taken out on December the eighth. They were prisoners, and they were in prison I think for possession of arms or whatever, and um, they were taken out and summarily executed in the in the confines of a sovereign uh, sovereign state's prison. And Iggy put that into a historical context. Um, Damien Cassidy, Damien, you're listening. Your point, please, Damien, of Kilmaine Museum. Joe, I just wanted to support the views of uh, John uh, about a celebration of the Freedom One in 1922. Uh, It it is certainly correct that we ignore the achievements of the men of 16, the women of 16. Uh, I have attended most of the commemorations Mm -hmm that took place on the 200th anniversary. But uh, there has been no celebration, the man is quite right, about the achievements of both sides. But there's another achievement which he is Mm -hmm. not mentioning, and that is the achievement of Michal Martin and Leo Veradiker. They both got together three years ago. They Mm -hmm. shook hands on all matters relating to the Civil War, and the country is now united. Uh, when I entered Kilmainham, uh, well, the country, when we well, first it, went well, the island, there, the, the island isn't united, Damien. There, isn't correct. that the argument? That's what you be. That's the retort. Yeah, but the atmosphere uh, when the volunteers entered Kilmainham for the purpose of restoration in May of 1960 uh, was sullied by the fact 
that the, the nation was divided. Okay. And over the, the doors of cells, you could see uh, free state names, um, mm-hmm. anti-treaty names, and that was sad, very sad. And, of course, there were executions within the jail. Uh, we had to manage all that over, over the last 65 years, and mm-hmm. we now have doubled the size of the museum, Kilmainham, and we have fortunately got the politicians uh, shaking hands with one another and saying, forget the civil war, mm-hmm. look at what we won. And that man mm-hmm. is right. We should be celebrating it. And we should be celebrating as well. I think it was the front page of the... The the, the Indo today about um, our population is growing rapidly, which is surely surely a testimony to a country, a testament to a country. Uh, But the the way it was framed, and they have to do this, the population growing at three times the rate of home supply, but the population is increasing, of Ireland is increasing dramatically, and you saw that. It has, you're quite right. I don't know whether you saw the coverage uh, of that wonderful... One thing that I will never celebrate, uh, Joe, is the shedding of any blood north or south of the border uh, I do not agree with it uh, my father fought the black and tans mm-hmm. but when it came to the civil war he said no I will not participate in that I agree with his view and what I really agree with is uh, Michal Martin and Leo Veradiker and their, their uh, ability to get the nation together form a government and run this country mm. very successfully over the last few years, hopefully into the future. Now, well, I've got, you know, I've, I have to be fair, Damien, and put the other side. The other side is witness on the Late Late Show when Mary Lou said, let's have a government without Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael. The place erupted. Uh, there's a side of Mary Lou that people... No, no, I don't, I don't want to get into an argument because I'll be here the Christmas doing both sides and I won't satisfy uh, anyone except a few lawyers. But, Damien, just make one, one quick point, please, if you, in response. Uh, I have great hopes for the future of Ireland. OK. OK, OK, well, that's, that's a stronger point. Uh, John, John Arnold, you've great was, hopes as well for yeah, the future. I, yeah, I was just making the point there that the fellow Iggy Dullivan was saying, you know, I'm sitting off and telling myself, you know, he was saying that a lot of the people that were shot in one side of the Civil War have had individual commemorations. I've, I've been at some of them, even myself, this summer, and he was making the point, you know, there was twice as many free state soldiers killed. They were, I, I suppose, I don't know, I presume the free state, they were the people that accepted the treaty at the time and they fought... They fought and, and they died during that civil war. Mm. M- maybe they didn't see themselves as doing anything, only just their national duty at the time, because you haven't, as he said, dotted all over the country. You haven't memorials. I'm not giving out about them at all, but I'm just making the point that they, they just didn't seem to be as much talk about them, I suppose. It happened. The, the free state side, well, you could say in okay. government from 22 to 32. So after 32, you know, they were out of government for a huge yeah. long time. But like the point, the point that's been made about the commemorations, a lack of them, we're all, I think, grown up enough now. I have been at celebrations and I have seen people at commemorations that you'd say a few years ago, people say, why is he there? He's Fianna Fáil. How's he there? He's Fianna Gael. I think that day has gone now. We're big enough and large enough that I can go to a celebration and somebody won't be saying, you know, you, know, you know what politics his father was? That I think we're grown up enough, yeah, like I said, and yeah, uh, you yeah, know, at this stage, a hundred years, and we, we should be anyway. Like, yeah, but the divide, the divide now, if you look, look at it from 
helicopter view, the, the divide now in politics is Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael on one side and Sinn Féin on the other. That's the divide. That's the way, yeah, and, and, that's the way and, the and, opinion falls. Tom Canty, yeah, and, Tom is in Cork. I'll come back oh, to yeah. you. Tom, your point, please. Hi, hi Joe. Um, you're listening to I, John Arnold. Yeah, and you're talking about celebrating the 6th of December. He is. And yeah. I think we should celebrate it, but in a one-dimensional way. I mean, up to, up to the pre-Civil War, David Ayer, Rory O'Connor, and all these guys who have, who have been mentioned, they were, they were freedom fighters. Mm-hmm. Once the Civil War started, they became terrorists. Over 2,000 innocent people were killed during the Civil War. De Valera made a yeah. statement before the war started that Irish men would have to wade through the blood of other Irish men. Good yeah. To to a, to attain a republic, which which wasn't achieved, I think, till 1948. Mm. De, but De Valera, he, he was an educated man, Rory O'Connor, possibly, possibly so. But they had a, a, a lot of people who were who were uneducated into a civil war. 19. Michael, Michael Collins was murdered in Bailfield, Bail the Blow, on the 22nd of August. De Valera was in Bail the Blow that morning. He he didn't say, "Don't shoot him." It, and anybody who 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 who, who actually went after after the, the treaty was agreed by Michael Collins and and the, the plenipotentiaries in London, it came back. It was passed by the by, by the Dáil, mm-hmm. who, who are the representatives of the people. Okay. In 1922, there was a, a, a national was... election in, in 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 the country, and 70% of the TDs ret- ret- returned favoured the actual treaty. De Valera rejected that, yeah. caused the civil war. They, they, they went from being freedom fighters to terrorists. I, I, I don't any, any hear any, anybody saying that Jerry Adams should, should, should be revered. I think that priests there were saying that, that these people are, are being revered and the, the free state shoulders that were killed were not being revered. Well, De Valera has, has a very stated policy that above all else, above health, above justice, above all else, anybody that wants to hold power in, in, in Ireland, the first thing is good publicity. And he also made a statement to finish that sentence that the opposition are not good at, at that. Oh, Michael Martin is very, very good, good at it, but then during the commemoration, they, they share of Michael Collins, he gave a nice um, um, ceremonial statement mm-hmm. and he said that Dennis, uh, Michael Collins was the, most, the best of Irishmen that ever walked, walked the earth. Like. But he also brought in, and I think it was very wrong, he, he, he mentioned de Valera, a terrorist, he mentioned Rory O'Connor. He may mention Cahill Brewer. Yeah, These were terrorists. Yeah, but De Valera's, De Valera's subsequently went on to win democratic elections, including uh, elected as president of Ireland. I know it was a... It was a he, it was he did. He answered that. that I think ceremony. that's a reflection on the people because we were never taught okay. history up to okay. only well, up well, to well, Paris, well, 1920. Well, is it, Tom, that we do move on in different ways? Not, not, every, not every aspect of our lives move on at the same speed, but we do but, move but, on. But you're, you're missing the point, Joe. Okay. I said that today should be revered as a day okay, where we have our constitution. Point, yeah. But we should not revere the actual terrorist who killed uh, over 2,000 Irish people. I mean, okay. you've, you've, okay. you've heard, you've heard um, Leo Varactor saying over at, at the commemoration for Michael Collins and recently again, we fought a civil war which was unnecessary. No, he didn't call De Valera this or, or, or that or, or the other thing. He said it was, it was unnecessary. And it was because okay. De Valera threw in the, the toll in 23 
and, 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 and I, you say and that, that, say that there was a democratic vote to accept the treaty and that was usurped, okay, by, so by a minority. They, that's, why, that's why they became terrorists. Okay. Uh, no, okay. but, but the point is, De, De, De Valera went on to accept all the trappings, all yeah, yeah, the gifts yeah, yeah. And, and the good life that Collins fought for. I mean, they, they, they wouldn't be six counties under British rule today if Collins was alive. I'd say within two years, you know, he'd have got it back. He, he okay. got back 26, surely he'd get back in, in another half dozen. Okay. okay. So, and I, okay. Think, I think it's wrong for these people, for that priest here, to say that, that we don't remember the, the, the free state soldiers who were actually killed. We only remember yeah. the actual terrorists. But the point is, because de Valera said publicity is the most important thing, above health, above justice, and that policy has been carried yeah, on but by Fianna does, does Icky now have a point? Where is the memorial to the free state soldiers that were killed? It's, 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 it's us, Joe. We're living today as, okay. as a result of them dying for their country. Okay, that's a good point, yeah. Okay, okay. Iggy. Mm-hmm. Just to come in there, Joe, uh, the, uh, I think straight away we're down that road, and what uh, your last speaker's name, I, get, I missed his first name. Tom Canty, Tom, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Yes, this talking about one side being terrorists. We are going straight away down the old road of division and bitterness. The other day in the history class, we came up with something that 1932 was a hugely significant date. On that day, W.T. Cosgrave, of revered memory, hmm. handed the keys over to Eamon de Valera of the Free State yeah, yeah. as president. And that was a hugely significant event where the losers of the Civil War were handed power by the winners because the people had so voted. Now, if we're going to go back to the treaty split and one side being terrorists and the other side being patriots, patriots died on both sides. The yeah. most beautiful memorial we have at the moment in any of our museums is the Asgard ship in yeah. Collins Barracks. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. It's yeah. magnificent. That man, owner of that boat, who made 1916 possible childers, is, in Tom's words, a terrorist. That's absolute nonsense. It's divisive. It's sad. Excuse me, Joe. I think Mr. Paul there. Father, I think you should choose your words more carefully, or listen more carefully. Because no, I said, Father, you're going back to 1916, right? When, when they were all freedom fighters. I'm going post the post the election of June 1922 when the, the people who, were, who mm-hmm. refused to accept the will of the people, they were the will, of the, people, the will of the people in 1916, the people had voted for John Redmond. If you're going to go by elections, the men of 1916 okay. had no mandate. And no, they hadn't. Now, hold on. John Redmond was the democratically elected leader of the Irish people in 1916. Overwhelmingly. He has been ruled out of Irish history. Now, I was delighted today in the Irish Times in the editorial for the centenary today, read it. And they mentioned one politician in particular, Sean Lamass. Mm. 1916 man, Civil War man, mm-hmm. uh, brothers, his brother killed after the Civil War, unofficially executed, by the way. And yet he was a man of peace who never spoke of who was the terrorist and who was the Democrat. And I was delighted he was the one politician that today the Irish Times named in their editorial. That was fantastic. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't see your, your point, because if you reject the will of the, of the people and you kill 2,000 innocent people, and then you're not classified as a, as a terrorist. 
I mean, I think you've got rose tinted glasses that they're that they're for, okay. which, are, which have been painted by Fianna Fáil. Okay, well, it's, because, well, it's, so, a, it's, a, it's a cliche, Tom. I'm sorry to end on a cliche because the debate has been so enlightening. Mm-hmm. But one man's terror is another is another man's freedom so, fighter. And that's well, it. Okay, well, okay, 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 okay. We leave. We leave. We leave. Joe, I didn't. I didn't tell you say that about Matt McGuinness and Jerry Adams. Well, well, over the years. Well, hang on. Jerry Adams was never in the IRA, and don't, I, I don't want that contested live on air. Well, do you know? He was right, ne- no, okay. he was never. He was never on the never in the IRA. I, I, I didn't say he was. No, I just well, said, I just you, said you, I didn't hear you. you can't use the word terrorist in the same sentence as Jerry Adams. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Right? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. No. Okay. Okay. Tom, good to meet you, Good father. Father, good to meet you, Margaret. Tom, good to meet you, Margaret. Hey, on. Good to good to meet you, Margaret. Father, Iggy. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Yeah, I don't like this. I, I know, I know, and he's made a point about culture and his way, but I think that's really disrespecting the opposition. Well, because it's 4-0, because they're doing it's it every four time. It's 4 and they're doing it every time. I don't mind the, the first kind of jig, whatever they're doing. It's the one after that, and then the manager getting involved with it. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not happy with it. I'm, I, I don't think it's good at all. That's dividing the nation as well. Betty Daly, what do you think of what Roy said? He was giving out about the Brazilians dancing, the players and the manager, dancing after they scored every goal, which was about every 10 minutes in last night's game of the first half. Yeah, no, like he always has to have the last word. And, you know, like um, I was often wondering, is he ever (laughs) light-hearted? No, he's theatrical. Surely that's it, isn't it? Oh, God bless the mark, theatrical. But, um, no, it's, I think it's great to see them dancing. I wonder if he was, you know, doing a salsa or a, a rumba with a, a lovely Latino woman, would he be giving out? <laughs> <laughs> That's Betty Daly. Anne Garavan, Anne, in Mayo. Yes. Good afternoon, Joe. Yeah, well, God's Roy God bless your little cork heart. I agree with him. Listen, and I'll go one step further, Joe. I cannot bear all these players, whether it's a World Cup or a junior level league, running after they score a goal and doing dances. Do you know, they're out there, those buckos, too, and being very well paid, to score a goal. Now, let the fans... Do whatever dancing they like, wonderful. That's why the fans go to follow them, to support them. But the players themselves, no. Now, you never saw the rugby players jumping. If they did, there'd be a lot of other plunkers' heads, I think, on the field because they're so strong. But they jump up if they get one goal, and no sooner is their little dance over, the opposition scored another goal. Embarrassment. No. So um, you're saying, Anne, that you don't agree yeah. with the Brazilians dancing? Oh, no. Oh, listen, I'm not against that at all. No, I've nothing against the fans. Wonderful. No, no, we're not talking about the fans. We're talking yeah. about the players and the manager dancing, doing a jig as Oh, yeah, Viking. oh, ridiculous. Will you get like men, for God's sake? Do that afterwards, of course. And the rug- rugby, rugby, rugby players are real men because they don't dance. Rugby players, when they score, they don't jump on one another's necks and go crash. They get on with the game of playing the game that they're doing. The fans do all the rejoicing. But when I see one team score one goal, they're yeah, running, but, sliding down the feet. Yeah, but Anne, it is like, but there's, there's a Rugby World Cup, isn't there? And there's a Soccer World Cup. Yeah. 
I don't know how there can be a Rugby World Cup when there's only about eight teams in it. Whereas every, you know, every country in the world, the, the, the Soccer World Cup is a real World Cup. Yeah, but it's as I bad as the American baseball series. They call it the World Series, which is a yeah, joke. But, Joe, but, I'm but, but I'm saying if, if, you, if you triumph at the Soccer World Cup, it is, fair, it is fair to say you are the best athletes and players on the planet as a team. Yes, Joe, but we're not talking about that. I'm okay, talking about sorry. the mannerism that's used after a team score a goal. There's no need for this sliding, jumping on top of one another, and you nearly five minutes is nearly gone. Get back. You're out. The players are out on the pitch to score goals. The fans are there to do belly dancing, cheer, clap, go mm. mad. Great. I do it myself. But the players, no need for a whole shebang after every goal they score. I just think it's it's childlike. And afterwards, when it's all over, oh, my heavens, rejoice like mad. Like last night, you know, what a great game. Mm. But, you know, after each game, uh, running down on top of each other and jumping up on top of each other, we scored a goal, lads. That's what they're out there to do. Rejoice afterwards. Let the fans do all the rejoicing, Joe. Now, that's just my little... Let's call it a Christmas gripe, but it gets on my nerves. Okay. Give but, me the men that go out and go and go. That's it. You know, they, they've started... Uh, there's, uh, there's 40 countries that play rugby, apparently, in the, if, yeah. you look, if you the men's world rankings, 41. And uh, guess what the number 40... Uh, no, it's 48, actually, and that includes Bulgaria. Uh, but where where is Brazil in that? Brazil is number 40th in the world in the yeah. rugby rankings. Ireland is number 12, I think. We're yeah. around there, aren't we? Um, so if Brazil go to the next World Cup, I think it's... Where, where's the next World Cup on... Uh, rugby World Cup? Is it Japan or South Africa? Whatever. Uh, um, and Brazil win. If the Brazilian rugby players, the hookers and the half-backs and the centres, if they start dancing on, will you be upset? Yeah. yeah we oh, look. Okay. We look. The, the surroundings. I'm literally keeping to the pitch. I mean, you know, you don't go out and you score. Even hockey. Like I'm speaking about all sports because I played a lot of tennis. I played hockey. I'm. I, I'm. Uh, played sport all my life. But this is a new thing coming in now after every goal the that's scored. And the dancing they and just the... do the celebration on their own and I think that's for afters. It's for the people watching. The manager can do what he likes. And fair dues to them. I was up dancing myself last night. Well, there you see. Well, there you see. Joe. Huh? You were up dancing yourself and you're giving out about the Brazilian players dancing. Joe haven't scored a goal. <laughs> I'm talking about after scoring and was a goal it, who, by who, the player. Who was it that um, when he scored last night? Was it Rickerson? Didn't he go yeah. down on his hands and knees and say a prayer? He mouthed a prayer as well yeah, as now, dancing. There's a little mannerism I love. What's I think that? it's gorgeous. You know when some of the teams come onto the... Initially, they come onto... The pitch, um, yeah, the, the pitch. pitch. Exactly. I love to see some of them when they give a little blessing of the cross. I think that's well, they lovely. Are, but every, every Brazilian player does that. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And so and some, them, some of them get down on their hands and knees and kiss their, kiss their Marcus and I, I, medal. Exactly, but listen, that's before they 
get on to, once on the pitch, their job is to score the goals, no matter how many, no matter how little, and then, not after every goal, do this big, uh, the players running from the end of the pitch, jumping up on the man's shoulder. I don't know how they have shoulders left. One day their head will roll. I, that's what I don't like. Joe, Betty, last, la, okay, yeah. last word to Betty. Last dance to Betty. Go ahead, yeah, Betty. The last dance is, even their ministers has mobile tailies on tractors when they win. <laughs> Okay, um, I stand and I sit <laughs> bewildered. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Remember, send in your self published books, uh, attach your name and details. To them to Joe, uh, Liveline RT Dublin 4, also Little Liveline uh, on the eve of Christmas Eve. That's Joe at RTE.ie. Uh, Lisa Marie Berry produced, and Ray Darcy's next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3 15 pm or email Joe at RTE.ie. <laughs>